Hello, everybody, and happy Sunday. Welcome back to the Little Big Steps podcast. I'm your host, Chris O'Donnell, and we have another great topic today. But before we get started, I want to start off by giving a huge thanks to all who supported our first episode last week. I received a ton of great reviews and some really helpful feedback that's really going to make Little Big Steps even better going forward. So thank all of you so, so much. If you haven't done so already, please hit that follow button so you can join our brand new community here on Little Big Steps. Now today's topic question is, has your job become your enemy? And we're gonna break that topic down into two parts. First, we're gonna chat about some of the challenges that we face at work and how we can tackle them. And then in the last part, I'll share some of my personal rituals that's really helping me keep positive and helping me avoid letting work become my enemy. So first, let's talk about these challenges. I compiled a couple of the most common work challenges, no matter which field you're in or which job role that you hold. And the first one is communication issues. I'm sure you knew that this would be at the top of our list because almost every job requires communication at some point. And the challenge with communicating at work is that it's not guaranteed that all of your interactions with your boss, your coworkers will be positive effective or that you'll see beneficial results and even the smallest error in communication could cost you weeks of happiness on the job now errors in communication are often a result of there being just so many different mindsets and personalities and skill sets in the workplace and everyone's got to use their own level of judgment to decide when where and what to communicate and who to communicate with not to mention discerning which communication style and tools to use at different times. I can't tell you how many times I sent an email when I should have talked to them in person or I sent a text message when I should have called. It's just, communication could literally feel like a guessing game sometimes. And the question is how do you keep positive and effective when communicating with people at work? Well, the first thing that I needed to learn was that you cannot control everything that goes on at work. You can't, but you can control something much more important. And that's what goes on in your head. Our reality is determined by how we perceive the things taking place around us. So if you perceive the interactions with the people at work in a practical and optimistic way, then even when negative situations approach you, your armed and optimistic perception will filter out negativity before it can impact your mindset. And then even those little things that your coworkers or your boss says or does to get under your skin will be less likely to bring negativity to your mind and spirit because you controlled your perception your perception interpreted the events in a positive light. So I guess what I'm trying to say is there's no one perfect way to prevent communications issues at work, you know? It just comes with the territory. Work sucks sometimes, you know? But I've seen a lot of improvement in my interactions at work when I chose to optimize my perceptions to filter out negativity rather than allowing myself to become a victim of someone else's negativity. If someone's giving off bad vibes, someone's only got frustrations and negative things on the brain, let them keep it. Even if they talk to you a certain way and they're trying to bring you their negativity, let them keep it. You don't need it. My mind is determined to see the good in my day and in my hustle. And that's what's really most important. 
Our perception is the power that we have over our reality. And that power is more valuable than anything. Don't give it away. Don't even lend it out to anyone. <laughs> All right. Now, the second work problem is unclear expectations and or inadequate training on the job. Now, in my research for this episode, I learned that this is actually one of the leading causes of stress in the workplace. Can you believe that? I didn't I didn't know that. Like, I didn't know that. And it's really not hard to believe because there is nothing more frustrating than trying to win at a game that has no rules. Whether you're at a job that didn't train you right or that they just hold you to an expectation but don't make the expectation clear, you have a legitimate cause for frustration. I've worked under those circumstances and it creates a lot of anxiety. It stirs up a lot of anxiety when I don't know what I'm going to be doing at work for the day or the next day or the next day. Like, I don't know what my role entails, what's expected of me when I'm doing too little or when I'm doing too much. So the question is, how do you keep your sense of optimism and ambition when you're undertrained or unsure of the expectation? Well, my first suggestion, don't stress yourself out. If your duties and expectations at work are unclear, it's not your fault. It is not your company, you didn't create the operation and you're not responsible for creating your job. We are responsible for doing our job though. So what will it take for you to learn your job and how to do it? Well, that'll differ job to job. And slowly but surely, over time and some, however you creatively find to pick up your job, you will pick it up. So in the process, don't beat yourself up about the learning curve. Getting stressed and frustrated will only slow down the process. But there have been times that I've gone like weeks, months on a job, and I'm coming to work still anxious and unsure about some areas of my job. And I take a lot of pride in my work, so I'll get frustrated when my work goes undervalued just because I'm not being given the tools to perform at my best, you know? And those times, I choose to chat with my leaders. Now, I know, as soon as I say leaders, you're like, ooh, don't wanna have to talk to my boss. <laughs> and I know talking to your boss about stuff that you're struggling with, especially on the job, it's just, it, it, I'm sure that's a little unsettling. It was, It is for me too, but don't get me wrong. I'm not saying to go run to your boss every time you have a struggle at work. But when it's necessary, I choose to chat with my team, my leadership team. Because what would be worse is if my boss has to come and tell me that I'm struggling on the job versus me just approaching them, being proactive and being honest with them about it. Because men lie, women lie, but numbers don't lie. So no matter what job you do, there's a way of tracking your productivity level. Your, your boss knows when you're doing well at your job and when you're not. So if you're struggling enough to where you're not performing at your best, your boss probably already knows and hasn't talked to you about it yet. So why pretend to have it together all the time, you know? Definitely give it your best, but don't feel like it's a sign of weakness if you have to ask for help, you know? It's actually a sign of strength and integrity when you can tell your boss that I don't want to weaken the team because I don't understand X, Y, Z. So could you please fill me in or help me out so I can optimize my performance? Um, that's actually, I mean, I've done it myself. I'm speaking from experience. It really helps and takes some of that pressure off. Uh, and it makes you look really good to your leader. You know, you look accountable and ambitious and humble when you have a sense of integrity, um, coming forward with your leadership team when you're struggling with the job 
See, now a strong leader will hear you out, respond to your concerns, and um, provide you with the information that you need to succeed. But then there have also been leaders that I've experienced that are not as responsive to the needs of their team. And it honestly feels like a waste of time trying to talk to them because they do like nothing to help. And if you're dealing with that kind of a leader, then my suggestion is still approach your work with a sense of ambition each day. Okay, take pride in your work, try your best, complete anything that you know how to complete to the very best of your ability. And in between, um, you can even visit if you're allowed to visit the members of your team to assist them with additional stuff. So that way you can kind of understand the world around your job. Maybe it'll help fill you in on some of the details about your own position. And not only that, like that'll have a twofold effect because not only will you build a good rapport with your teammates, but you're also getting the needed experience when you circulate within your workspace and assist your team. Now, if you're like me and you just have a job where there is a lot of like downtime and you just don't like sitting idle, I honestly start working on self-organizing. I check my email. Um, I'll start thinking of ideas for my podcast, my business, just just doing things during that downtime to keep positive and productive. That way I never look like I'm just, you know, cheating the clock, so to speak. Um, But yeah, long story short, you don't get paid to stress your job. You get paid to do it. And stress will actually inhibit your ability to do your job. So no matter what you're struggling with on the job, try to keep balanced, optimistic, and don't lend the power over your perception to anyone you it's really up to you to stay positive on the job but now to close out let's enter that second part of our topic i'm going to give you guys some of the rituals that i use to tackle stress and negativity before during and after work and hopefully this will help you guys to um actually have a special ask of you guys if you actually try out any of these rituals um please reach out to me on social media and let me know how it goes. I would love to hear your experience. Maybe if you have any rituals of your own, share it with me at littlebigchris, or you can email me at krsodonnell at gmail.com. Okay, now the first ritual, start my day off right. This is actually something I recently started doing and it's celebrating myself first thing in the morning. So after my shower and everything, I'm getting ready for work, I take a four to five minute crisp break and I turn on my favorite song. My anthem right now is actually a Megan Thee Stallion song. (laughs) And I turn that up real loud in the morning and I just get to dancing, dance, laugh at myself a little bit, get loose, smile, and just celebrate the fact that I woke up today, you know? And you may not be, wanna be Beyonce like me. (laughs) So maybe you prefer to do some yoga, some stretches, some breathing exercises, just anything that really gets your body feeling right in the morning. But that's something that I started to do, prioritize celebrating the fact that I woke up every day. That really helps me approach work with a more positive attitude. Um, The second ritual is actually something during the day, and that's to take a lunch break. I go to my car, watch or listen to something that relaxes me and puts me in a positive mindset. And I eat my lunch. I don't check my email, the the notifications on my phone, turn them off. And I just meditate on staying positive, boosting myself before going back in to work. 
Now, I know every job's lunch break times and rules are different, but whenever you're given a moment to take your um, to take your break, that is your moment to stop working. So please, I my advice, take that you time and optimize it however you can. Really find something to do on your lunch break that will help you to refresh and reboot and be get ready for the second part of your day. And I'm really passionate about this ritual because I've encountered so many people that constantly complain about their exhaustion, but deny their lunch break. And I know like, you probably wanna get as much work done as possible. When I have skipped lunch breaks in the past, it's because I'm just trying to knock out as much work as possible as early in the day as possible. But I'm telling you, by taking that brief moment to step away from the job, we regain the energy that we need to approach the second part of the day. So you may not even realize how much energy and focus is drained out of you at work each day, but start taking that lunch break. You will you will see it. Um, now the last ritual is my nightly ritual and it's a strict rule I gave myself and it's not to work before bed. An article by PopSci Magazine says that you put yourself at higher risk for health problems and mental errors if you work too long into the night. And if you're sleep deprived and remain in a state of work for too many hours a day, the effect it has on your body and in your work performance is actually similar to the effect alcohol has on your ability to drive. I thought that was super, super interesting. So really by taking work home and staying up all hours of the night trying to finish it, it'll actually do your work more harm than good. So think about it, you know. My nightly routine, my nightly ritual usually involves me working out. Uh, I'll eat dinner and then shower and take some me time to unwind. But you'll have to, you know, think of your nightly ritual and find some intentionally soothing activities that will help you relax and de-stress before bed. Get a good night's sleep. Even if that means putting work aside until the next day. Trust me, it, it'll still be there in the morning. <laughs> All right, guys, that's actually all I have today. Please make sure to subscribe for more practical tips on how to live your best life. Please hit that notification bell next to the follow button so that you never miss another episode. Well, until next time, I wish all of you good health and happiness. Peace.